Jones and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. We are Burns and Gambo on this Friday afternoon. Suns game one, round one. Sunday, 5 o'clock, Footprint Center. We're all very excited about it. It's been... um, it's been like a football week, right? Like, prepare. it feels like football season this week, mm. where you know the matchup. It's on Sunday. You've been building all week to that matchup, and it's finally here, right? It's like a football Friday. Yeah, we, went 10 years with, we went 10 years with not caring about the playoffs because they were never in them. And all of a sudden, three years in a row. Three and, years in a row. And I, I tell you, it's, it's, I can't wait. I'm, I'm so, I'm so jazzed about this, this time of year. I'm so, like, it's, it's like last year I was excited. 64 wins. How can you not be? They were kind of the favorite. You got Kevin Durant and, and it just changes the whole equation, the whole deal, everything that you think about this team. Can they hold together? What does it look like? The flaws, the weaknesses, the Western Conference is so wide open. There's so many unanswered questions and the NBA playoffs. I mean, look, if you don't have a team in the NBA playoffs, the NBA playoffs, are they take way too long. It's They're two months and it's just such a grind. You don't care. But when you've got a team in the NBA playoffs, it's the best. The, what we went through two years ago collectively around here, that was the best. It was so much fun because it was every day and it was, you just couldn't get enough of it. You just gobbled it up as much as you possibly could. So we're about to start this journey on Sunday. We're about to see what the Suns have. And, and that's kind of the key to this part of the show here. What exactly do the Suns have? Um, the Ringer, very good NBA content, had a bunch of predictions and questions about the, the playoffs. Okay. And they were asked the question, what first round series are you most excited to watch? And they asked like four or five of their NBA writers. And one of them said Suns Clippers. And I loved Rob Mahoney's answer here. We'll finally get a chance to take measure of what kind of team Phoenix now really has. I'm looking forward to meeting the Suns under pressure for the first time. And he is so right. Totally. So right. Totally. You know, I'm a big schedules matters matters guy. Yes. And when everybody's the first game against Charlotte, it didn't mean anything. Chicago, Dallas, like a lot of the games, they didn't mean anything. And you thought that maybe you were going to get some of those games that meant something at the end of the season. But you didn't. But you didn't. So almost all of the games they played in, if you go if you go by my philosophy on schedules matter, there was nothing to really sink your teeth into. And then all of a sudden, here we go. Now the, the schedules matter. These games matter. You're going to see what the Suns are really made of. They're working their asses off. They're practicing hard. Um, and now we get to see. We get to see how good they really are. We don't know. We really don't know. We have no idea. I think they're going to be great, but we don't know. What's going to happen when they're pressured? What's going to be happening in the last five minutes of game when it's when they're down by four, if they're down by two, what's going to happen? We haven't seen that situation. We've seen them build big leads and then give them up and then you know wax the team in the end because they were just better than them. What's going to happen when they're pressured, when, when, it, when the games matter? That we'll find out. I think they're going to be great. But that's partially because I want to believe that they're going to be great. That, that that everything on paper says it should be great when you've got those four guys on the floor at the same time. That when your your whole lineup is anchored around a guy in Kevin Durant, who's what twenty five and two since Thanksgiving. Twenty five and two in games that he's played in, his team is twenty five and two. That's right. Yeah, without looking it up, I think you're right. I, I mean, it, that's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I, 
and so I think it's going to be great. But you're so yeah. right in that we've we've been deprived of every single opportunity to see this team at its best, playing another team at its best with everything on the line, and nobody, you know, say, yeah, let's rest this guy, or let's not do this, or let's not do that. We've we've been deprived of that all season long. We are going to get introduced to the Suns, and I I can't wait to meet them on Sunday to see how good this really looks when they've got it's, everybody it's, and they're really trying as hard as they can. Man, it's hard to believe that it's not going to look good. It's like hiring, you know, Picasso to paint for you, and you don't know, but you you know it's going to be good. You don't know what it's going to be, but you just know it's going to be good. You know, you look at that roster and to think, I mean, how, how could anybody look at that roster and be like, you know what, I don't think it's going to really be good. It's impossible to say that. A lot of these guys have played together. Durant's, you know, one of the few new pieces with Terrence Ross, but Booker's played with Aiton and Chris Paul. Torrey Craig's been here for a little while. So some of you really keep, Bismarck Biombo for a couple of years, some of your key players have played a lot of games together. All right, I got a few of these others yeah, let me go. here let's, as let's well. Um, oh, first of all, let me mention that the, uh, a couple of the other people on the ringer had also said Suns Clippers. Uh, Michael Pena had said every year there's a first-round series that unjustly sends a legitimate title contender home too oh, soon. Oh, man. This season, it's the Suns Clippers. Who now, said that? Uh, that's Michael Pena of the oh. ringer. Now, I don't know if I agree with that. He thinks the Suns get sent home early. No, 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 no. That's not what he said. He said every year there's a first-round series that unjustly sends a legitimate title contender home too soon. So he says whoever, oh, loses, whoever loses whoever okay. loses this series okay. is a title contender that's going to get sent home in the first round. Now, I don't yeah. agree with that because I don't think the Clippers are a title contender. But what if they had Paul George? Then I would think they're a title contender. <laughs> it's just so hard. I know. You know if they so had Paul hard. George, I think they could they could at least win the West. They're not a title contender, Paul George. Okay, now they're a title contender. No, but like, I agree. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think with Paul George, they're a title contender. Yeah, okay. So and without agree. him, I don't think that they can win. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, the, I mean, the margin is that slim. There's only right? five guys on the court, man. This isn't baseball. There's not nine guys playing. This isn't football with his 11. There's five guys. Yeah. You take a key guy out, it affects a lot. That's 20, 20%. Which star has the most at stake this postseason? Should we just call it the Chris Paul question, right? Because it seems like everyone's saying Chris Paul on this one. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Like everybody, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. How much does Chris Paul have on the line this postseason? 15 years in the league. He's going to be 38 years old in uh, and uh, by next month at this time, he's going to be 38 years old, and he has, he doesn't have that title. And, yeah, this is what – look, I mean, it's unfortunate, but every time you look for an angle on a playoff series involving the Suns, you're going to look at the Chris Paul hasn't won a championship, and can he finally get that championship? And that's – that he knows it. He's been dealing with this. Look, this isn't the first time he's dealt with that. He's been dealing with that for a long time, that he has not won a championship. And every time he goes to the playoffs, there's that pressure for him to win it. Yeah, and I was mistaken. We're going to talk about Chris Paul a little bit later on in the show, not in the next segment. Um, but Chris Paul got the answer to a lot of that. Um, I, I still think it's, in some ways, it's Kevin Durant, just because I, I think you, when you're the Suns and you go out and get Kevin Durant, you go out and get Kevin Durant because you think there's Kevin more on his shoulders. I don't you know, know if that, is that pr- there's more on his shoulders to carry the team. Yeah, there's not, Chris doesn't have the pressure to carry it. The, not sh- at all. the shoulders, you know, hop on my back, I'll carry. That's that's on Durant. Yeah. Now, if you can relate that to pressure, yeah, that's pressure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this one, okay, I love this one. Um, hottest playoff take 
Uh, the Nuggets will lose in the first round to whichever team between the Wolves and the Thunder wins tonight. You see tonight. how crazy this is? A, a couple of segments ago, we talked about John Hollinger, a really good NBA writer, uh-huh. a former executive with the Grizzlies. Yeah. yeah. So John Hollinger writes that the Nuggets are going to be in the NBA Finals. And now you're reading something that the Nuggets are going to be out in the first round. <laughs> Nobody. I mean, that's how crazy the West is. Yeah. It was a great story. I think we're going to talk about it like in the 5 o'clock hour about just the weirdness of what happened in the West this year. Oh, yeah. Just how crazy the West is. But that just goes to show you. Hollinger thinks the Nuggets are going to win the whole thing. And this guy thinks that in, in what's this, it's a ringer piece? Yeah. yeah says yeah. the Nuggets are going to be out in the first round. Yeah, I, I know. Um, so hard to tell. Uh, there's another one who says the Grizzlies could actually actually reach the conference finals. Okay, I like the Grizzlies. Do you? Do you? I do. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, they got a tough first-round matchup. You know, but... Um, well, you don't like the Lakers, though. I don't like I, the Lakers. You're not, you're no, not a no. believer in the, in the LA Lakers. No, I know, but it, it's a tough matchup. It's, yeah. I mean, AD and LeBron. But I think the Lakers will win, and Brooks had some interesting things to say about taking out LeBron. Yes, the, the Grizzlies will beat the Lakers. Malik Monk will be one of the most important players in the Kings' first-round upset of the Warriors. I think, I think everybody that takes a handoff from Sabonis is going to be a factor. They can shoot. They can shoot. They sur- that, that deal for Kevin Huerta was a great deal for them. Uh, Sabonis has been great. Fox has been great. Barnes has been great. Like, like, I, like how, how do you not like that team? Now, the only thing you don't like about them is they don't have any experience. They haven't been there in forever. But that ba- that basketball crazy in Sacramento. Like, it's going to be a, a – you talk about, uh, you know, a home field, uh, home court advantages. They're going to have a huge home court advantage. Foo Fighters is going to be playing Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater on October 3rd. Tickets are now on sale. You can win a pair right now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. We have an example of what the Arizona Cardinals trading all the way down to number 12 could look like. Is it worth it? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. And Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Back here on the Burns and Gambo Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. As we are live from Gila, Gila River Casino at Wild Horse Pass, we're in the top golf suite. We're on the second floor in the main casino, and boy, it's fun. We already got a bunch of people here hanging out with us. Uh, the restaurant is now open. Giveaways on the hour starting at 2 o'clock. I think they just had one at 3 o'clock downstairs, Gambo. Uh, Sun's jerseys, they're giving away every hour at the yes. top of the hour. Andre Aiden was just giving away. Chris Paul, 4 o'clock. Yeah, Chris Paul correct. jersey, 4 yep. o'clock being given away. You can register to win it right now. And then starting at 5 o'clock. The Suns uh, dance team is going to be here. The Gorilla Tom Chambers is going to be here. They'll be giving out all sorts of Suns paraphernalia. All-star team MVP, right? I think. That would be right. That would be correct. Yes, that Tom Chambers. And of course, I'm told that every single day. All part of the Running with the Suns contest right now by Gila River Casino here at Wild Horse Pass, in which somebody could potentially win $100,000 in the first round of the uh, NBA playoffs in the Phoenix Suns. So you get all the details when you come down here, but come see us. We're just right Right off of the 10 in the East Valley, uh, just south of the Santan Freeway on the 10 at the Gila River Casinos at Wild Horse Pass. We look forward to you coming down and seeing us. All right, so the draft is two weeks from yesterday. We will know. We will have known what the Arizona Cardinals will have done with the number three pick overall. At this point, we expect that there's going to be a lot of opportunities, Gamble, for them to trade down. The question is with whom and how far do they want to go down and what do those offers look like. 
One of the stories you presented today um, suggested something that we've spent a lot of time talking about the last couple of days. That's the Houston Texans. Right. Not at two, but rather they would take a different player at two, say maybe Will Anderson at number two, and then move back up from 12 in a trade with the Cardinals to get back to three to take their quarterbacks there. Right, but and this is, in, in CBS Sports did a, did a thing today, NFL draft, first round trades the Texans could make, and they included a bunch of different teams, but I only focused on the Cardinals one, because when I looked at it, I was very overwhelmed by the package coming back to to move up from 12 to 3. Because me and you both understand, to move from 12 to 3, you got to pay a lot. Yes, you that's do. A, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's expensive. Yeah, that's not, you know, that's not the $10 table. Like, like that's not, <laughs> you know, you got to go to the higher table. For a guy who's never sat at a $10 table I've in his life, t- I'm impressed that you were able to know that. Yes. But yes, it's not like sitting at a $10 so, table. So here's what they say. It says, Houston stays put at 2. It's top overall pick and doesn't take a quarterback. Instead, the Texans secure the top defensive player, likely willing. Anderson Jr., who could headline Ryan's front, because you got a defensive guy there. He's probably in love with Anderson. Um, but then he says um, that they, so that then, then they take the 12th pick, and they trade up to three. Okay. But here's what they have them giving up. The 12th pick, a second rounder in 2023, which is a really good pick. It's pick number 33. Okay. It's right on the outskirts of being a first rounder. Okay. And then a third rounder, pick number 73. It's still a great pick. And then a 2024 third rounder. So that's what they have given up. They have given up number 12, number 33, number 73, and a third round the next year. Four total picks, but only one first-round pick, and that's number 12 overall. That's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. There's that's no what I think, too. There's no way. That's what I think, too. That's a, that's a, that's a horrible misevaluation of draft capital. You're going to go from you, – you see what San Francisco – you had to give up to three, go from 12 to three, go get Trey Lance? Three first-rounders. I know they may be trading him to Minnesota for Kirk Cousins. No, I don't know. And, and, and the Houston Texans are going to give up a second, a third, and a future third? Yeah, a no. A second, a third, and a future third. In addition to the 12th pick. Yes. Yeah, no. And their no. second-round pick is really good. It's really good. It's the but, second pick in the second but, round. Yeah, no. Uh, no, no. It's If the Cardinals... And the Cardinals won't. I promise you. I, I, I promise you, the Cardinals will not move down to twelve. Well, I think you're going to be. The I think you're going to be with me on this. Would you rather have three or twelve and thirty-three? Oh, three. Okay. Uh, th- thank you, God. Thank you. I'm so I was so worried, like you know, because I know you. You were scared for my soul. Like, I just you like were scared for my football acumen. I, I, like I, I don't I mean, know what I'm talking about. I would have to test your your sports IQ knowledge on like that. It does, <laughs> three or twelve and thirty three. It's really like any, I, you want three. Yes, you want three. You'd rather have three. I mean, the chances of getting a great player at three are high. That you you know, the further you move down, the chance of getting a great player it's it's, it's there, but it's more of a Crapshoot. Yeah, no, that that look, I'm fine with moving down to twelve for the Arizona Cardinals. I really am. I need the Trey Lance deal. I, I if I'm going to move down to eleven with the Titans, I'm going to need the Trey Lance deal. Yeah, and they've got the they've got the oh the, picks. the Texans have picks galore thanks to Deshaun Watson. They got plenty of picks if that's what they want to do. I, I'm we want to have a conversation about moving down there. Let's have a conversation, but there's got to be fair and equitable stuff coming back in return, and that ain't fair and that ain't equitable. No, and and we've kind of looked at outside of the top ten is kind of a no zone. 
unless you get over, as we talked about Tennessee. Outside of the top ten, you're going to have to give up a lot to get to number three, yeah. in my opinion. Now, if you deal with seven or eight, the Cardinals could still do. You could still get Christian Gonzalez at seven or maybe eight. You might be able to get him, the Oregon kid, the cornerback, who's the best corner in this draft. So the further you drop down, the chance of you getting the best player at his position become almost minimal. Now, here's another one that I think is cuckoo for Coco Puffs. Okay, give it okay, to me. Okay, this is from Pro Football Focus. And this is headlined, The Perfect Draft for All NFC Teams That Missed the Playoffs. And I'll agree, this is perfect. You're going to get Will Anderson at number seven? At number seven? They've got the perfect draft for the Arizona Cardinals. You know what? I didn't even notice that. I just looked round one, Anderson, two and three. I didn't look at the note above it where it said that they got a trade with the with the with Vegas to get number seven. Arizona trades number three overall to Vegas in exchange for number seven and a first rounder next year for Vegas. And with their first round pick, they take it's Will no Anderson to seventh pick. It's like okay, we're we've now officially veered into crazy season when it comes to draft predictions. Like, wait, what? Will Anderson at seven? At seven. Seven. I just I just got asked to do the um, the mock draft for like ESPN, like to be their guy. Oh wow! The, 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 the oh. mock draft for the I should have bought Kate. you gelato. The uh, the it's uh yeah the ESPN show that the you know Keyshawn yeah the the, the the big time morning show that yes. they love you. So with the third pick in the draft, you know, you and I got to say who the Cardinals are going to select. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the mock draft for them. Okay, and pick a guy. Um, are you gonna call the talk show host in Indian? Annapolis and try and swing a trade? No, I don't think they've given me that that luxury. You're just going to tell me who's gone at one and two, and you, then I'll take three. You and Key are tight. You should call Keyshawn and say, hey, can I can I make a trade with the Colts guy? There ain't no way in the world I'm not taking Will Anderson at number three. Well, no, but if you trade with the Colts guy, then you take Will Anderson at four if you wanted to. Yeah. I should I, I actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to ask him right now. You're tight with Key. You know, make that happen. I'm, I'm going to ask him right now. Can I trade with Colts? Anyway, I'm interrupting your point. You're about to make a great point, I'm sure. What was your point? You can't remember now. Oh, God, you can't remember. What was my point? <laughs> you can't even remember the point you were going to make. I'm trying to see if I can make a trade on the ESPN. You should. It would be a great idea if you could yeah. make that trade. Swing that trade with the Colts. Hell, yeah. That one's, I just asked. Heck, you, you, I just asked for permission. Can I trade with the Colts? Can I trade with the Colts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Love it. No, oh, my point on this was, yeah, the, you're not going to be able to get the, you, you know, at seven, you're not getting Will Anderson. There ain't no way you're getting Will Anderson at seven. Now, they do say in round two, they got a quarterback, Emmanuel Forbes, out of Mississippi State, and I think you're going to love this in round three, a cornerback out of Michigan, uh, DJ Turner. They have him mentioned. So I would I would love to come away with you know with a couple of cornerbacks early in this draft. Well, and they've also that. got that second, third round pick too, and they, they also have him taking a wide receiver out of Stanford, Michael Wilson. So Will Anderson, a corner in Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, another corner in DJ Turner. And two wide receivers. Uh, and then two wide receivers. Um, I, I, it's, I, I think... Will Anderson at 7 is really tough to talk about. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, back to the Phoenix Suns and getting you ready for this game one. Kellen Olsen all week long has written some really good previews for this series. We're going to pick his brain about the Suns and the Clippers next on the Burns and Gambo show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Suns insider Kellen Olson joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you say it again? I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you. Courtside with Kellen. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. Committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. Well, I certainly hope if you're a listener of the Burns and Gambo Show or Arizona Sports that you have uh, been going to ArizonaSports.com. There's a reason why he's one of the very best when it comes to covering this team. Um, just a multiple part, four part, five part series previewing the Suns and the Clippers. Kellen Olson has exhausted every single resource and looked at every single angle. And he joins us now for his weekly segment here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Kellen, how you doing, man? You imagine how unhinged I'd be if I covered football? and having a week of prep every week? Oh, man. Thank <laughs> you, goodness. Seriously, I'm glad you don't. I, I think you might lose your mind yeah. if you did. What was, in, in kind of thinking about this series, was there something that you unearthed in those series of articles that you wrote previewing this series that you were surprised by or that you want to extra emphasize as we're just about 48, 48 hours away from the series beginning? Yeah, to go the surprise route, I, I think that a lot of the times when you really dive, dive into series like this, it's going to be something that you easily could have thought of in three seconds as opposed to like the hours of researching it, watching back old games, all that kind of stuff, right? And the, the whole concept thing, I just hadn't realized looking at it and, and looking at the numbers and all that kind of stuff that the Clippers actually have less continuity than the Suns do right now. But not only because of the Paul George injury, but the fact that they brought in Russell Westbrook when they did. They brought in Eric Gordon when they did. And those, those are two of their five starters. And then with about two weeks to go in the regular season, Ty Lue takes out Marcus Morris and he puts in Nick Batum. So they're dealing with effectively three new starters right now in the last two weeks. And that lineup just doesn't have a ton of time together. Like, yes, Kevin Durant has only played eight games but those total minutes that those guys played, it's around 120 or so, is above that current lineup the Clippers have. So I know that continuity in those eight games have been a big talking point, but I think the Suns were pretty fortunate here to get a draw like the Los Angeles Clippers, who are their own sort of team figuring out how they play. Because, I mean, you guys know this like me. Whenever you bring in different ball handlers and new ball handlers, it's going to change the way you play a little bit. And they're a different team now with Russell Westbrook, for sure. Yeah, 21 games for Russ with the Clippers compared to eight for Durant. So he did have 13 more games, which gave them a pretty good, you know, barometer. Look, anybody that gets traded, um, you know, you're probably looking at, you know, 30 games, right around 30 games for a guy that gets traded, maybe 31, 32. Buyout guys are going to be less, right? Because it's a, it's a little bit less. The guys that get bought out. Remember, the Jazz took like five days to figure it out with Russell Westbrook. What are we going to do? Do we keep him? They weren't sure what to do. And that was like a week. Like, literally, that was a week before he got there. So 21 games you know, with him, with KD, it would have been a lot more games. Um, KD, TJ Warren, Terrence Ross. I mean, that's what we that's what we're facing. I mean, it's, there's quite a few teams in the league that have those situations right now where they don't have the continuity. But these are two teams that probably have less continuity than everybody else. Yeah, for sure. And even if you look at those 21 games, Gambo, half of those were with Paul George, and I, I don't really expect him to play in the series. Everything we've heard out of LA and they just the impressions that we get, I would be surprised if if he plays in the first three or four games for sure. 
sure. And then would just be surprised if he's even out there at all. I mean, maybe we see something like we did with Anthony Davis two years ago where he's out there for the winner go home game and just gives them what they've got and it's only a couple of minutes or whatever. But uh, I think that's obviously the X factor of this entire series. I wrote a whole story about how it's Russell Westbrook, but that's looking past the obvious in which if Paul George does return, it just completely changes the dynamic on both ends of the floor. I think it really gives them the firepower that they need offensively and then defensively, of course, the versatility, the options that they would have uh, defensively. But even to go back to it offensively, I think depth has been a huge conversation piece in in this week leading up to it as well and how the Clippers have the edge there. But the difference is, who is the Clippers' second best player without Paul George? Is it Norman Powell? Is it Russell Westbrook? I don't really know. It's what the Suns were. It's what the Suns were before they made the trade. It could be Mikhail. It could be D.A. It could be Cam. You just didn't know. Now, listen, it, it could be Russell. If Russell Westbrook is that player in three or four games, that could be a real big difference for the Clippers if it's Russell Westbrook. I Russell Westbrook's a former MVP. He used to be a star in this league. He's a very good player still, but I don't know that he could be consistently be what they need him to be. I mean, maybe one game and then two games he's not, then one game he is. But for the Clippers to win, I think Russ has to be their second best player. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of the, uh, the if qualifiers here, like if Norman Powell drops 25, well, he better drop 25. Like they need someone yeah. else to drop 25. Like they need Russell Westbrook to really step up as a playmaker because Paul George was their second best playmaker in this kind of iteration before the injury. And now without it, Norman Powell, like Monty, uh, not jokingly, but just kind of said like, you know what's happening when that guy gets the ball. Like he's going to try and score. Like he's not really setting up other guys necessarily. Kawhi, not much of a playmaker either. I think that those guys, those two guys specifically are just huge to the entire picture of this series because if the Clippers can really get a big discrepancy going on the free throw line and then they can hit their threes, they have a lot of really good shooting on their team, then they're going to get there. And it's all about Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook getting downhill and getting to the foul and specifically for Westbrook, him kind of setting up those ball rotations to get those shooters open and getting them to go down. There's going to be one game in the series, at least one, where the Clippers hit 14, 15, 16 threes. I mean, we saw it in game two last year against New Orleans. They hit 17 threes in Phoenix and they won that game. That was a Devin Booker injury, of course. But there's going to be a game like this. This team has too many good shooters and has been shooting the ball too well recently not to have one. It's just a matter of how the Suns respond on the other end. Kellen Olsen, our Suns insider, joining us here on the Burns and Gambo show. Maybe this is a dumb question. Maybe this isn't. Are you anticipating a different type of usage for Kevin Durant starting on Sunday for the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, Burnsy. I think that one of the things that really went under the radar with him and something that I wrote about on the site about two weeks ago was looking at those first seven games, looking at every single field goal that he scored and charting it and, and sorting it out based on where he scored and when he did. And guys, I barely found any possessions where he was like not only bringing the ball up the floor, but like scoring in pick and roll, getting downhill, dri- dribbling it inside the three-point line from like the set base uh, set that they were running essentially. And I think it's going to be a lot more of him on the ball in those scenarios. Now off the ball, the elbow actions, all that kind of stuff, he's going to be getting the ball there the majority of the time for sure. But in terms of him kind of running their offense and starting it, that's a tough ask in the middle of the season when he's been in and out and he's learning the system. But now they've had a week, they went through a really tough scrimmage today. I think you can expect far more of it because that's where you get the most value in him because you're triggering those rotations even earlier if he's on the ball. Like if they want to trap Kevin Durant, okay. 
Like we haven't really even gotten to see the doubles on Durant outside of like those mid post games uh, when he is off the ball. So when he's on the ball, I expect a completely different animal, and uh, it's a pretty terrifying animal to come up against. Yeah, it is, and it's almost it was almost like deferential to book. It felt like, and maybe that wasn't schematically what they were trying to do, but it almost felt like deferential to book. And, and I, I just I'm thinking about the series, and I'm thinking about this playoffs, and how it might be beneficial for him not to defer so much, right? Not to be kind of the, the not the secondary guy. He's one of the best players in the history of the NBA. Nothing against Book, but you've got one of the best players in the NBA. That's Kevin Durant out there, as Terrence Mad said a couple of days ago. Go let him be Kevin Durant. I, I, think, I think you're right. You're going to see a different version of him. Yeah, yeah, I really do think so. And the phrase that Booker's been using a couple of times this week has been finishing it. And the way he put it is like, Kevin Durant has finished this before. So if they're in a game where the Clippers are up four and there's eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, you don't need to wonder who's going to have the ball and who's taking control of the situation. It's going to be that guy, the guy that's won two finals MVPs before. That's the type of superstar that they have on their hands right now. When we talked about Monty this week, we talked about the pressure that's likely on him. He had a 2 nothing lead against Milwaukee, and they lost. He had the best team in the NBA last year, and they had a 2 nothing lead against Dallas, and they lost. Lack of adjustments was a big reason why in some of those games, especially the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee series, the New Orleans series, the Dallas series. How much pressure do you, do you put on Monty Williams in this series? I think that there's quite a bit, Gambo, but I do believe that it only goes as far as his coaching. What I mean by that is I think that there's a heavy emphasis on, look, he got out-coached in that first round last year, and they and they won the series in six games. Like, he can get out-coached, and they can still win these games. Now, of course, Suns fans hearing me say this would be like, well, how about he out-coaches someone else? Like, <laughs> that, I think that's what they want to hear more of, right? They want to see him winning those battles, and I think there's for sure extra pressure on him right now because, yes, you can look forward to next year and when they have Duran in training camp and over the summer and they get him more acclimated and all that kind of stuff now, but the challenge is on him to get the most out of him like with what I was just talking about for example like Durant should be bringing up the ball a lot more starting in game one starting immediately and yes that's a challenge to incorporate him and get more sets involved and all that kind of stuff and you know what's hard is teaching him the the sets of the five too but what is one of the best ways you utilize Kevin Durant especially in a playoff series by playing small with him by using him at the five so there are certain elements of just this series alone where we're going to see what Monty's done and if he's improved on his own. Kellen, as always, uh, your coverage leading into this series has been great. Your coverage when the series starts will be great. We look forward to reading it all at ArizonaSports.com. You'll have this covered top to bottom, no doubt, every single day with all sorts of fresh angles and and the information everybody needs. Good stuff, as always, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, guys. I'll see you there Sunday. You got it. See you Sunday. Yep, Kellen Olson from ArizonaSports.com. Again, um, his five-part preview series at ArizonaSports.com. You want to know your stuff going into the series? Go read Kellen Olson at ArizonaSports.com, and you will know your stuff about this series and all of that. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo Show, we're going to stick with this series, and we're going to talk about something that continues to loom over this series and will loom over this playoffs, and that's Chris Paul and the pressure he has to do the one thing that he hasn't done in his career, and that's next on Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo, afternoons. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. show on this Friday afternoon. We are live from Gila River Casinos at Wild Horse Pass. 
We're in the Top Golf Suite here at Gila River Casino. We are upstairs, second level, overlooking the casino. What a blast this has been. It's been a lot of fun. We've it been has a lot really of been a blast. Great to be Suns here. fans. Uh, so many great Suns fans. We've got the Suns dancers, the gorilla. They're going to be here at 5 o'clock. We've Giving got a- away tickets in the, in the suite. In the suite. Two tickets in the suite. Food and beverage. Come on down here. Register to win. You still got plenty of time. Sometime it's around 6 o'clock. I think they're going to draw the winning ticket. So you can still get here and be a part of it and win tickets in the suite. Uh, order some food. A bunch of our listeners here are uh, play zombie a burger. Dodgeball. Play zombie dodgeball. I want to play want. zombie yeah. dodgeball. You've got, all, you've got so many options here. Again, we're at uh, Gila River Casinos, <clears throat> Wild Horse Pass. Right off of the uh, the 10, just south of the Santan 202, and we'll be here until 6 o'clock. Tom Chambers is going to join us at 445. It's a lot of fun. Looking it forward is. to having you come see us. Yeah, it is. And uh, just everybody's so excited right now. This town is just ready to go. A lot of good things happen. D-backs are in first place. The uh, you know the the Cardinals have the draft coming up a couple of weeks, and we got the Suns in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. It is a lot of fun. Now, with this comes pressure. And it's not, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) Exactly. Under pressure. (laughs) Pushing down on me. Pushing down on you. you. Um, Probably more you than me. Well, I look, I I got to admit, this is, uh, I I get anxious this time of year. I get get really anxious this time of year. I want this so bad. uh, Again, my offer stands. Suns win a championship. I'm getting the Suns tattoo. It's, it's, wow. uh, I did that two years ago. Look at that. I made, and it's the offer still stands. Win the Suns. You know where you're getting that tattoo? Have a fi- I'm thinking like like inner bicep. Inner bicep. Right arm, like right, right there. On the soft part of the skin. Yeah, I mean, I, I see a lot of people who get the yeah. who get the tat like right there. So I'm yeah. thinking. I I'm want, thinking face. No, it's not going to be the face. Let's go face. Yeah, I want people well, to Mike Tyson. I want people to see it. I don't want people oh, to see, see it, it like that. I don't they'll want people to see it like that, you know? Like, I've got the one that my daughter and I have matching tattoos, but nobody really sees that because it's underneath the shirt. Yeah. I want one where people can kind of see it, but not... Like, I don't want it on my face. So when you die, the coroner's going to be like, that guy was the son's <laughs> that's what That I, guy. That's, that's what that I want. That guy right there. That, that guy, guy right there. He loved his sons. That guy loved his sons. He loved his sons. Yeah. I guess I've said it before. I'll say it again. My first loves in this world were my mom, my dad, and then the sons. And then Star Wars somewhere in there. That was kind of the order when I was a kid growing up. So I want this bad. But there's pressure. And there's pressure on Chris. There's pressure on a lot of the guys. But with Chris, it's once again this kind of annual exercise that by by now he's probably very used to. Hey, you're the best player who doesn't have one of these. Right. Hey, your career would be complete if you would just win one of these. He's probably sick to death of hearing it. But there's another story today about the pressure meter and how the pressure meter, how high it is for for Chris Paul. Yeah, and it was, and, and obviously it's Chris. But what was fascinating about the story, and you know, we just relate a lot of it to Chris because you know we're we're so brand central right here. There's a lot of pressure on a lot of other people too. Chris sure. Paul's not the only guy Amen, that has pressure on him in these playoffs. So, you know, there was a, sto- a, a terrific story. Uh, it was a CBS Sports story. It says uh, pressure meter. And they gave Chris Paul a 4.5. He said it's not quite hardened level. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. I don't know what this Hi, guys. About. Sorry to poo-poo on the parade. But Uh-oh, what do you got? From both Schefter and Rappaport on this one. Cardinal star safety Buda Baker has requested a trade. Oh boy. Trade him. Oh boy. Trade him. Trade him. You're not going to win. 
I mean, this is this is this is this is terrible for the organization. And it's terrible. Your best pet player, the face of your franchise, the guy that'll run through a wall and win a football game, doesn't want to be here. What does that say? It says he doesn't believe in the direction. He doesn't of the believe team in the, the next direction of the years. team. That he knows he's not going to win here, so he wants out. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to win. Buda Baker has requested a trade. Wow. You know what? You got no choice. You got to trade him. Got to trade him. You got to trade the Cardinals. Will be the worst team in the NFL next year. They'll be the worst team in the well, NFL. They were going to be with Buda. They were going to be with them, but this locks it up. They're going to be the worst team in the league. They'll have the first pick in the draft. Wow. I mean, but but that's that man. That is this is different than Eric Bledsoe or Goran Dragic wanting out. You think of all the players that have wanted out. Buda Baker. He was the star of that, uh, that, that what was the HBO show? Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Oh. The star of it. They featured him all the time. Him, his sister, his speeches. He's been the heart and soul of this team. He doesn't want to play here? Yeah. Now, I'd love to know reasons why. Is it, do you not believe in the new coaching staff in Gannon? Do you not believe in the new GM in Monty Austin Fort? Do you not believe in the owner, Bill Bidwell? Do you, Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Bidwell. Bidwell? Michael Bidwell. I mean, there's got to be reasons you as to why. Do you want a new contract and they're not giving it to you? Do you want more guaranteed money and they're not giving it to you? I don't think you? there's any guaranteed money left on his contract. I think you're right. I don't know for sure, but I think you're right. I don't right. think there's any guaranteed money left. All right, we're, we're okay. We'll talk about Chris Paul a little bit. We're going to stick on this for a couple more minutes. Can I add some context there. real quick from Jeremy yeah, please Fowler? Do. Please, uh, please. He says that sources told Josh Weinfuss and himself that Baker has long been unhappy with his situation this offseason. Okay. So I guess this is definitely build up and it's not. Not just one day he decided to change his Twitter account. This must have been building up for a while. Yeah, because if you've missed it the last couple of days, the last couple, uh, last night, starting last night into the day, there's been a lot of speculation on Buddha because he changed his Twitter account. He took the AZ off, changed his picture. It's not of him in a Cardinals uniform. It's him just in, you know, whatever. Um, and that led to speculation. And then he tweeted out that Michael Jordan gif of, you know, and, and that's when I knew, you know, that it, whatever. He, he was been kind of making the social media media noises that you, you kind of make. Um, okay, there's so much to react to. First of all, if you were to trade him, if you're the Cardinals, you'll get a haul for him. You'll get a haul for him. Two years left. Two years left on the best deal. safeties in the league. 20, 27 years old. You'll get a yeah. ton in exchange. Can you'll you get, get a first? Hmm? Can you get a first? For Buddha? Second? I think you could get a late first or an early second for Buddha Baker. Yeah. I do. Now, maybe I'm overvaluing the safety position, and I'm overvaluing Buddha. God, I'm glad I didn't buy you that Buddha jersey for your birthday. Jeez. I've been talking about that for two years. I'm, Man, glad, this I'm is, glad I didn't do that. Look, uh, this, this, is, this, is, this organization is really headed down, in the, down the wrong path. Like, this organization's really headed down the wrong way. Well, and you, really is. And you asked the reason why. All right, I don't know. I'm going to speculate the mm-hmm. reason why. Is that Buddha Baker knows that this team is not going to win anything for the next year or two. He knows it. Like, he knows that that is, that it, it's going to get bad. It it might get worse. We talk about the pick the Cardinals might have next year because the season just doesn't, the roster doesn't appear as if it's built to win right now, nor should it be. And I'm sure the Buddha's looking around at it and saying, I got two years left on my deal. I'm in the prime of my career. I, I, I want to win. I want to go somewhere and win. I want to go somewhere and be the guy who helps. And that's not going to happen here. Mike Jarecki tweeted that he ranks seventh overall pay-wise in, with safeties uh, and 16th for defensive backs. There's 15 defensive backs making more than him. This is a sad day in Arizona Cardinals football. It's a sad day that the face of your franchise, your best player, the heart and soul of your team, doesn't want to play for the Arizona Cardinals. 
doesn't want to play for him. I mean, he might be sitting there looking and saying, you, you, you let Byron Murphy go? You let Zach Allen go? You didn't sign anybody in free agency. You're trying to trade D-Hop. What are yeah. we doing here? Yeah, I mean, you're not even, you're not even bringing a, a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, I, we got no chance. Right. I don't want to get my brain speed in. Look, if I'm I get my heart and soul to this team, you guys, if you guys don't want to win, I don't want to play for a team that an organization doesn't want to win. If I'm going to guess one reason why this is happening, that's the reason. Is that he's looking around and saying, enough. It's not going to happen here. We're not going to win in the next couple of years. And I want to go somewhere I'm going to win. Wow. He has been put on a pedestal by this organization for months. Hard knocks, you mentioned it. Gannon, when he got hired, we want all of our guys to be like Buddha. Buddha's the model. Buddha's the leader. And now he wants out? Mitch, this may take you some time, but, I mean, do you have any, if you could find any cuts from uh, the new head coach or D.C. talking about Buddha, I'd love to hear what they, I can't remember, but I'd love to hear what they said about him. When they were introduced. When they were introduced. They, 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 Memorial Tell you what, the first thing that came up was a cut from January. It's about 56 seconds, so I'll just cut it off about 20 or so in. Monty okay. Austin for the GM. Buda Baker makes me want to run through a brick wall. You know, before before I walked in here, I, I had a chance to um, I, I had a chance to have a Buda Baker. And a little little story about about Buda is when I when I came for my when I came for my interview in the, the conference room where we sat down and spoke, there was a picture of, of Buddha on the wall, and I was the only one in the room, and the, the interview hadn't got started yet. And I, I distinctly remember, um, I was with the Patriots at the time, and Buddha came in, we interviewed Buddha at the Combine for our 20-minute our interview. And after the end of that 20-minute interview, uh, I think I was ready to run through a brick wall for Buddha Baker. So how do you lose him that quickly, Monty? How do you lose him that quick? First time GM. I mean, it's very possible this guy's in way over his head. We don't know, but it's possible Monty Austin Ford's in over his head. How do you go from that in January? You're at a press conference talking about how great this guy is to a couple months later he's demanding a trade. Yeah. How do you allow that to happen? All right, we've got the 4 o'clock reset coming up next. We'll get you caught up on everything going on in sports, and then I assure you we're going to get right back to this at 4.15. Buda Baker wants out. Everything you need to know about sports is next. The 4 o'clock reset is next here on Burns and Gambo.